big part of life is hustling and learning to hustle. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? I got a late start today. And I kind of lost focus on what I was going to talk about, man, today. Just just on the um, on the strength of, you know, when, when you... Man, children are interesting. And, you know, like I talk about, like, you're not going to be the perfect parent, but your intent, what you intended, well, maybe I have time because it looks like, you know, each time that you, you know, you know you're a little early, somebody got to try to get into a wreck. It's just crazy. It's part of it, though. Anyway, yeah, man, you know, you try to have the greatest intent with regard to being, you know, a parent, um, doing the best you can. And, uh, you know, it, it always doesn't work out. And a lot of times your child just spins out and just I have a daughter and I was I'm one of three boys. I was raised a different way. I, w- I wasn't raised to um, to be as, like, just disregard rules. Like, my parents gave me boundaries, and I could cross those boundaries, and they bounced me back in, and then I'm good. That's the, that's the edge. I know that boundary now. I'm cool. That's, that's, my, that's just how I live in life, like, I'm going to test the edge, but once I see the edge, it's cool. And some people, they, they just like going over the edge. And it's like, you're making your life worse. You're not going to just, it's not just going to be my life, this uh, derailed. You're making, man, we in standstill traffic. Somebody, some idiot got into a wreck today. Oh, Lord. I'll be sitting here, and you know, when your child has used their used your morning that's what i was trying to get to my child just be spinning out she wake up she in a good mood then she frustrated then she in a good mood then she throw a fit then she in a good mood she throw a fit it takes too long to get out the house she sleeps in first off what i said was i'm going to get her alarm clock i'm going to provide her with the tools that she needs right get her alarm clock but on top of that she sleeps in and then she doesn't understand that there's a consequence to everything. So you sleep in, I got to be to work. So you're going to have 10 minutes to get ready, get your food, get out the house. If you don't finish your food while you're in the car, sorry. But that's that's life. And she's about to go to kindergarten. Um, so it's like we're in a position now where it's just like, okay, we're going to have to... Um, we're going to have to help her get to this point. So it's there's a level of um, you got to be responsible. You got to bathe yourself. You got to lotion yourself. You got to clothe yourself. Like all these things that she doesn't want to do and it's time consuming. And this is one of the reasons why um, I, I went more to um, just full-time employ, uh, entrepreneur. Um, just so... You know, like I said, my wife had a job, management job. And part of the reason, just being more flexible, uh, being an entrepreneur, building your business and being more flexible. But it kind of, you know, everybody don't hold the line like you may hold the line, you know, and hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, 
you know, some people want to, to they want to maintain and, and attain goals through you and then still be comfortable. So then, you know, I do the data, do the understanding of what I want, what my family want, and I go back to work. But now I know, like, it ain't no, like, there's no conjecture. Like, there's no discussion about what I'm not, my approach and what I'm not doing right. Because I know, like, you know, I, I know what they want now. Don't say you want ambition when you want comfortability. And don't say you want time when you want um, uh, resources. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they, they go against each other. You know, anybody who's ambitious and has ambitious goals is never comfortable because you're trying to go higher. And anybody who um, has things, resources, um, usually money is a factor in attaining those resources in some way. So you're not going to have the time. So um, I just I just be on some whole other stuff with my um, with my family to be, be real with you. Um, I just be on some whole other stuff and understand and them understanding, you know, if, if, if I am on a good schedule, y'all benefit. If I'm not on a good schedule, it's to y'all detriment. I mean, if I don't get my daughter to school at a certain time, I get to work later. You know what I'm saying? Luckily I'm salary because if not, we would be doing some spank ups, not wake up, spank ups, like get up. Get this, get that, and it'd be a lot of a lot more fussing. You know what I'm saying? But luckily, I, I'm salary, which is you know kind of a gift and a curse, I guess, because now people take it for granted, and I can't be as hard because I know there is a level of leeway. But um, yeah, like then I'm going to get home later because I'm, I'm gonna have some little spill out time where I'm working a little longer, not a little longer, a little later. Then my wife may have to go get my daughter and then dinner gets started later and then people go to bed later and then you have less time to sleep. Like, you know, like, that's the episode. You can't mess nobody over. I know we think we can get over and and get by with stuff and, you know, all that other mess, but you, you can't, you can't mess nobody over. Um, it's just like traffic. Like, you feel like every day you, um, you know, you Jeff Gordon or whoever is a great race car driver. Um, and you, you take the risk every day that, that you could cause a wreck and slow down traffic for everybody and namely mess up yourself. Cause you messed up your car. Now your car got to go to the shop, wherever you was going, you're not going to make it there. And if you make it there, you late now. All of this. Just because you wanted to get there, you know, three minutes faster. If you really look on a, on a, on a normal weekday, how fast you're going does not really help you get to wherever you're going. But maybe, especially down here in Texas, maybe about five minutes. So you're risking losing hours to make up for five minutes. And I think in life and in business, in general, that's a great lesson. Like, man, there's a consequence to everything. 
Like, I well knew that if I'm going into business full time and I have a dream and I have a recipe and I have youth on my side, the the consequence is that you you might not you're not gonna make as much. That's that's the that's a fact initially. And then you know you might not be as comfortable as you were with your salary job. And you might not be as comfortable in your household because the things that they are used to having, they're going to have to scale back on in order to sacrifice for um, future endeavors in a real way. Um, and, you know, we just, in, in the way of full-time entrepreneur, our family didn't make it. It wasn't necessarily me. I, I could I could have gritted it out and grinded it out. And I could I could have, you know, been on my sales table every day. But you got a child that, that has certain needs and certain parameters and this and that and a spouse. So, you know, my family, you know, and as a whole, you know, it, it didn't work for us. And it's cool. But then the consequence on the other end is like, don't talk about dreams to me no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, that's why I like kind of jumping in the fire because it, it, it removes excuses because we all have these dreams, right? Um, and we all excuse ourselves. Oh, well, if this was different, if that was different, if that was different. And you may push people in your cipher to believe that something that you want really ain't what you want. You, you just like talking about it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I got tired of just talking, you know, do it. If it don't work out, cool. Whatever, whatever. It is what it is. You know, and, and that's the... That's the consequence of, um, you know, if you tell somebody like, hey, um, I know you want to be an entrepreneur, but it's not going to work out. You have to know that the consequences that, you know, you can't really approach them about any entrepreneurial thing in the future. Just being real, like, and these are for the people who may not want to start a business, but you are the support system. You are the person who's trying to start a business, trying to trying to do something new, trying to do something different. You are their lifeline. And though that person shouldn't hang on your every word because you may not know, you have to measure your words. And if not, there's a consequence of that. If because you scared, you telling this person it ain't going to work all the time. Just know if it doesn't work, this person ain't going to listen to you again. Your, your words are invalid because of your level of fear. And they may not tell you, but they feel it. You scared. Because what else is it to it? We are driven by fear in all that we do. Fear, 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 fear. We just be scared. You know how most people go to church? I can't say all because, you know, I don't know. Most people go to church because they're scared. Of going to hell. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? It ain't for nothing else. They scared of going to hell. Yep, there's a wreck. That's the consequence. I've had wrecks. I know I know the consequence. I know the consequence of driving tired and not occupying your brain. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, right? 
one of the main reasons. Like, my brain is completely occupied on my whole drive. Because when my brain starts scattering, I get a little tired. It's too many, too many thoughts. I got, I got to filter my thoughts. That's my approach, so I'm on this. But yeah, man, we're driven by fear. You go to church because you're scared of going to hell. You pay your tithes because you're scared of going to hell. You exercise for multiple reasons. Pick one. You scared that you'll be ridiculed for being fat or lazy. You scared that you'll die. You scared that the person that you with will no longer like you. So you work hard in the gym. So why we make money? We're scared of being poor. That's why, you know, a spouse in a relationship may um, curtail their dreams because they scared that the relationship going to crash. Two ambitious people is like, you know, putting two pit bulls in a cage. What you expect? What you expect them to do? They both aggressive. So one person got to dial it back. Historically, it's been the woman. And you know why? Because of fear. Because you're scared that you're not going to be held in high regard in God's sight because of what religion tells us about what the wife's role should be. We're all driven by fear. So when you think it's logic for telling your friend or the person you love or your brother or sister or your parents or your child um, that what they're doing ain't going to work and you feel like you're just keeping it real with them, no, you're you scared because you don't know. You don't know the future. Now, you can see certain markers like, hey, you might want to tighten this up because if you don't tighten this up, it's going to be hard for you to make money. Hey, you might want to check on your pricing because your pricing is a little high for what people pay around here. You know, provide them some, some real information. Don't just give them fear like, I wouldn't do that. Because then they're not going to listen to you no more. Even if they go back into the world and it don't work and this and that, they're not going to listen to you. And especially if it pop off and it work, they definitely not listen to you. You got to bend people's ear. You can't break their ear. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I approach stuff, I understand the consequence. Just like my family. Like, my wife is um, rearranging stuff and, uh, you know, updating stuff in our home. Trying to make it more organized and, and beautified as well. Um, so, she was just asking about something as simple as, you know, pillowcases. Now, it's another car. We just passed these wrecks. And it's another car tailgating. And his expectation is that he's not going to get into a wreck. Cool. But anyway, um, yeah, my wife is trying to, you know, do these updates and whatnot and, and This episode is brought to you by Pied Out Cookies. Take amazing flavors like pecan pie, peach cobbler, strawberry shortcake, and pineapple upside down and pack them into a delectable cookie. You can order at Piedout.com. That's P-I-E-D-O-U-T.com. Once again, P-I-E-D-O-U-T.com. Enjoy. We back. 
you know, silly people be trying to call. Um, we got this podcast popping, um, just a random number. And just for anybody out there, if you call me in the morning while I'm on my drive, you're getting hung up on quickly. Just letting you know. That's what it is. But anyway, um, so yeah, my, my wife is, uh, trying to beautify the home and she asked about something as simple as uh you know pillowcases um should we keep them and my approach wasn't yes keep them or no don't keep them because her asking about them just me viewing stuff is like she wants to get rid of them or she wouldn't ask so the easy my easy answer would be yes or no. The consequence of that is sometimes yes or no will um, spin you out into something else. And this is something simple. So, okay, you get rid of pillowcases because they don't really go on nothing. But then you get up three in the morning, you just cleaned your sheets, right? So you got sheets in the dirty clothes, in the, in the dirty clothes hamper. And then your child pisses all over their bed or your bed three in the morning and you the type of person that you sleep with sheets and coverings as my 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 spouse definitely is i'm i'm kind of barbaric sometimes i can just do whatever she she to know she you know uh, if i'm tired i'm tired but she 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 wants it a certain way so my words to her were instead of saying yeah keep them because i know how much she really wants to get rid of them i say well the downside would be if that happens at three in the morning, we're going to be reaching for nothing, reaching for air. The upside is that, you know, you get rid of the clutter and then when we're looking for something, it'll be available to us. That's the weight of it. Then I tell her what I think. Like, I think we should keep one. You know, you can throw away the other five or six, but just keep one. At least, you know, because I know one person will not go to sleep without a pillowcase. So at least, you know, one person will, you know, have a pillow that they need. Just keep one. And hopefully, you know, we won't have a pissy situation where they piss over the whole bed. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, that's the consequence of it is, you know, we may be getting rid of something that we need in the future. But that's okay. See, consequences are just the back end of something. If you accept the consequences, that's fine. But looking at the consequences beforehand will help you in your decision making and I think sometimes you know people are so they feel like they're, they're helping you be decisive by saying don't do it but when somebody asks you if they should do something they're pretty much set on what they're going to do their goal is to become discouraged on what their plan is they want to hear the negative. That's why they're asking. Right? And if they don't want to hear the negative, they want to just... Uh, it's really not an affirmation to most people. You really don't need nobody to affirm what you plan on doing. Because you're probably going to do it. You know? But that negative, it may keep you from doing it. So... Instead of keeping somebody from doing what they really want to do, 
and then turn around and say, I listened to this fool and they didn't provide me with any beneficial information. And then I no longer have their ear. I, I try to, which is a consequence. I try to provide as much information as possible, have a conversation about it and then say how I would go about it after the conversation. Because now I'm provoking thought. Now it's not um, just a quick little um, yay or nay. Yay or nay don't help nobody. Yes because, no because helps a lot more than yes period, no period. And I, I, I don't care what nobody say. If you want to provide someone, it's just like, um, you know, let, let's say you have an old and outdated system at your job and you feel like if you got this new system it would make things way more efficient for everybody that's your feeling when you bring it to your boss they gonna say do a cost benefit analysis if you're a manager and you think you need more staff to be more efficient in something, they're going to say, do a cost-benefit analysis. Let's look at the cost, and then let's look at the, if the benefits outweigh that cost. That's information. Because they know if they say no, that's them speaking from a place of emotion and not weighing the consequences. Cost-benefit analysis are consequences. So we always must understand our consequences we have to in life you got to understand like it's just like you know in politics you can vote for who you want to vote for but understand the consequences of what may happen if you vote for this person good and bad understand it and I ain't talking about on a deep level just on a surface level just don't don't sit and say, oh, man, they got all these good things going for them. That's, that's not life. Everything has a consequence. Everything. And you, you may be overlooking the negative consequence. Because you saw into the positive, um, the faith and the hope of the whole thing. You know, I... I I'm a fan of Barack Obama. He's a black man that became president of the United States. Can't nobody tell me nothing different about Barack Obama. Because I know most of these presidents, they are... Most of the presidents are like CEOs of companies um, and like, you know, like commissioners of these, uh, you know, professional leagues. They're there to protect the shareholder. And the shareholder are the people with the most money, most influence, A, B, C, D. So Barack Obama did his job. When people say, man, this is goofy. This is goofy. When people say Barack Obama didn't do anything for us, I say, what was he supposed to do? He the president of the United States. And you got to understand what this country is about. It's about protecting shareholders. And your majority stake shareholders have the most say. Just like at these college campuses. 
people think that coaches getting fired is, is, is the athletic director. The athletic director can keep that coach on the payroll as long as possible, as long as he's getting he or she's getting paid. It only benefits you to keep somebody for a longer period of time because over time they get experience. But when people get fired, it's because they're shareholders. They call them boosters for athletic departments. You know, these families that give six, seven million dollars at a time in order for you to have a whole little operation at the school with regard to sports. Donors. Those are the people that they hear. Now, I went on a little tangent just to explain why Barack Obama, he's a black man that became president. First one. And people say, well, his daddy's Kenyan and his mother's white. That sounds like all of us here. Our lineage comes from not America. And if, 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 you, if you've traced your lineage back, which most of us have not, some people just like to say, oh, yeah, we don't even know where we're from. Well, if you don't know where you're from, you could be just like him. <laughs> but let me let me stop. But my, my main point was like, I love Barack Obama, but I understand what Sarah Palin was saying. I understand the theory behind the words Sarah Palin was using. I don't know her intent. Because I, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't identify with her in any way. You know, I'm from I'm from the southern region of America. She's all the way north. I'm black, she's white. I'm male, she's female. We have a lot of differences. Now, that don't mean we're completely different, but we have a lot of differences. So I don't identify with her based off of what I know about her and the words she says, words she uses. But that whole, when she would say the hopey, changey thing, I get what she's saying. Because you, you just can't, you just can't place hope and faith in, in everything you in the Bible, there's a statement that can be interpreted many ways, but faith without works is dead. Some people say, well, that means you got to work. Some people say that means you have to do good things. You can't just have faith. You have to, you know, you got to, if you want to receive something, you got to be a good person. You know, things like that. But just the statement that faith has to come with something else. You have to do your part. In, in, in the bottom, at the bottom line, you got to do your part. You got to do your due diligence, even when having faith. Um, so just in life and especially in business, if, if you're going to do a business, right, um, you have to listen to the crowd and you have to become seasoned at sifting through what the crowd will provide you. Because some people will derail your situation. So you got to weigh, like, if somebody just completely negative, you got to weigh y'all relationship. <clears throat> and then weigh why their approach will be that way. And then you weigh if the information is beneficial. That's three-prong, right? Who is this person to me? What a, Do I know their experiences in life and why they would be saying this? And then, well, what they saying, what they're saying, is helping me. You know, that helps you gain understanding of consequence. And then some people will be completely on your team, and you have to do the same thing. Like, man, yeah, go do it, go do it. And you have to understand, like, if this person is close to you and they had dreams of doing certain stuff, 
and they had to put their dreams to the side and they um, never got to go after their dreams and they like, do it, do it. It's based on them, what 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 they weren't willing to do, um, but they want to see how it works out. So you could be the test experiment. Sometimes you got to weigh that like, okay, it may be right, but maybe, maybe, you know, they just want to see how it go. So they won't have to do it. Because they and they, you know, they in they bubble and they they good how they are, but they they want to see how how it is to jump and with somebody that's close within their sphere to jump and you know see where the chips fall. And then you got another person really close to you that their experience has not been to jump and do anything, right? And they their experience has always been to um you know focus on what's available to you not necessarily what you can be but just focus on what's available and move through life and they feel like they they've had a pretty good life and they've taken care of their responsibilities and they they want you to be able to take care of your responsibilities so they like no nah, nah, be don't do that and you have to sift through all of that and weigh how much it means based on their experiences and what they want and what they want for you and their angle and then you had to say, can it help me? Because, I mean, when, when I decided not to work, I asked people. I asked people close to me, friends and family, what they thought. Some people was, very few said, go ahead and do it. Most said don't. But there was a reasoning behind everybody and what they felt. And once I weighed what their background was and what their approach was. It's like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but is that a benefit to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, will that benefit my situation? And it's like, yeah, that could benefit my situation. And then something it's like, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. But it's like, okay. Like, I, I put it like this. With me talking with people, it helped me see like, okay, I'm going to do it, but I need to try to have some type of structured income while I'm trying to do this. And then if nothing works out, I need to be able to prepare myself to go back into the workforce. Don't make this a pipe dream because you can still have a business without being full time. And you just may have to make adjustments. So now I'm in. I'm, I'm moving toward the the creation, um, the innovation, creating a vision, and then investing my time, effort, and money into it, and then being able to pass it on to somebody, let it flourish, and then you know if it, if it sells to someone for the right price, then cool. If it doesn't, then I can just keep it. You know, and I ain't gotta move in a in a, a fear-laced place because nobody does it the way I do it. You know, um, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit and we, we feel like everybody does it the way we do it. But nobody can do what I'm doing the way I can do what I'm doing. You feel me? So, it's just one of those things. You have to understand the consequence to what you're doing. You have to. It's very important. It's very pertinent. 
You got to do it. Because if you do not understand the consequence, then you're just going to be sad, frustrated, and confused. And you know what's funny? You may be that anyway. But just imagine if you don't know what's going on. Like yesterday. I had a tough time yesterday. My mornings be crazy. My afternoons be crazy. My middle of the day, be focused on doing something to make sure I get a check. Right? The rest of the day kind of be all over the place because you have plans. But when you have small children that are not part of a structure and they haven't been indoctrinated, you know, they they just kind of all over. They, they're young, wild, and free. How are they supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? And then you have a spouse that had a different indoctrination as you. So then you got to make that adjustment too. So, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're getting your main check, that free time or, or what you could consider free time or time away from what is paying you right now, it, it can get a little strange, right? Um, and that could put stress on you. Like, am I made for this? I, I, I always think about, you know, stuff I've heard, read and seen and Nipsey Hussle was talking about that. Like when he, when he had the, the famous line about, he just didn't quit, but he went through all the emotions that everybody else, you know, have went through gonna go through or going through but he said the, the one thing that he that he did that others may not have is he didn't quit you know so yesterday was just like a window into really how yesterday was a window into really how you feel as an entrepreneur it's not a pity party but it's really like some days you wake up and you be like man this ain't it like, I don't want to just be a person who's sitting there, you know what I'm saying, that starving artist that has been starving for 30 years. I don't want I don't want that. But also, you like, I'm building something, and it's mine. And, you know, you get it off. You go through your day. You know, you, you're not just immediately just happy. But then over time, you say, okay, let's, let's focus back in. And I've had that feeling. Why I know where I, I am, where I'm supposed to be, because I've had that feeling a lot, even in marriage. And it, this is one thing that, I mean, I, I want to fully frame this first off and then explain this. Like, me and my wife are happily married. We are in a, a, a good place with regard to, like, we both know we're contractually obligated to one of another. And then we also both know that we have emotions toward each other. And then we also know that we love each other. We sacrifice for each other, right? Um, but past that, marriage is hard. Because you have the negative emotions too. You have the selfishness too. And when I say selfishness, I'm not talking about another person. I'm talking about myself. What I want to do. You can't tell me what I'm going to do. That's all of us in some way, shape, or form. Even the most timid of us. It's just the approach is different. But we find a way to do what we're going to do. And then, you know, you get into a marriage and, and you kind of have to relinquish that. Because it's now about what we want to do. And what's the, like, you got you to gotta reason through everything. Like, what's the, what's the best approach? What's the best choice? And sometimes... What you want to do ain't the best choice based on the data, but it's what you got a gut feeling for, what you want to do. 
And sometimes your gut is going to mess you up. You can have something as simple as directions. Like, you know, y'all trying to get somewhere and y'all got 20 minutes and the GPS say it's going to take you 17 if you go this way. And you've always gone the other way. you like, it's quicker the other way. It's quicker than this way. And then you go the other way because that's, that's what your gut is telling you. And then it's traffic. It's a wreck and the light is broken. And y'all 15 minutes late to y'all appointment. Now your spouse looking at you like, what's up, Mr. Big Shot? You know, like... 100% that be the vibe that be the feeling 100% like what's up you said this was going to happen it didn't what you got to say so you know we be having tough times sometimes because it's just like Sometimes you being wrong can come off as you you lying or you you know um you being deceitful or whatever. But it's it's just you you made a decision it didn't work out. And now now you gotta like you know now you now you gotta work through that with somebody. When usually you just be able to just you know kind of just move on like we that's a loss. But now it's it's a big loss. It's somebody trying to figure out why you lost and why you didn't pick the alternative. And you know, it's just like that's a that's a real thing. Where you just like, do I even want to do this anymore? Do I even want to compromise everything anymore? Do I I even want to um and sometimes, you know, sometimes in a marriage you, you may degrade your spouse. You may you may say something crazy. Oh, that's where that one place was it uh interviewed me a long time ago. That's crazy. Okay. Anyway, you may some say something crazy to your spouse. That's really, really verbal abuse. Really mental abuse. You really saying something crazy to them that's gonna make them feel bad about themselves, or they saying it about you. And you just at the point of being like, man, should I stay? And this is in a good marriage. You know why I say it's a good marriage? Because I think it's a good marriage, and other people say we have a good marriage. This is the stuff that people don't talk about. You're going to say something based on how you was raised and how y'all approach stuff in your household and your friends group. And you're going to say something. You know, a woman can say something to a, a guy like man up, which is super, super disrespectful. Really, really disrespectful. And in her head, she just like she she's trying to get you to like gain another level of energy toward whatever, you know, she's trying to get you to do. But to you, she disrespectful. You're disrespecting me right now. I'm not good with you. We're not on good terms. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you hot about it. Um, and you like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be with nobody disrespecting me. And instead of uh, approaching it like, um, yeah, I'm. I'm going to communicate to her that that's not what she should have said to me. And, you know, she she has to approach me with a level of respect. You should be like, forget this. I'm about to go do what I want to do. And don't call my phone. 
Don't 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 text me. I'm out riding. You know, and you just you you come you add to a mistake with your mistake. You know what I mean? And then from the fallout of that, you know, you just not you miscommunicate. No, not communicating. That ain't even miscommunication. It's just yeah, y'all at that point not communicating. Um, y'all be trying to figure out is it over? Are we done? Then you get some rest, you think about it, and you say, this is what I signed up for. I, I, I knew all the markers of what could trigger me in the beginning. But I said I look past all that because um, the benefits outweigh the cost. And I'm not telling people that they have to stay in their relationships, but I'm just saying weigh your situation. There's a consequence to everything, right? There's a consequence to, to getting a divorce. Your kids may be raised by somebody else. Your spouse may leave the state. You may lose half your money. All these things. That's those are all consequences to what you your decision. You know what I'm saying? But there are also um, consequences like you free, you at peace. You ain't got to deal with somebody telling you what to do no more. There's also consequences uh, of staying like you still gonna go through this. This person ain't gonna never change. They're gonna make you feel like you're not worth anything and lower than less, less than a person. And then there, there's the positive consequence. Like this person knows me. Um, we've been through so much together. We've gotten through so much together. This person helped me on this, this, and that. They, I mean, they, they love me. They've taken me for me. You know, I mean, those are all the things you gotta weigh in life, but everything has a consequence. In the end, everything has a consequence. And just like um, you're married to a spouse, you're married to a business. And to shut it down or to go full term with it, there's a consequence to it all. And you have to accept those. And then when the consequences come, accept the actual consequence and then move forward. It is what it is, man. It's, It's no way around it. And I think sometimes we play games with that and we try to, you know, Um, We try to find ways to not have things be so consequential. But in the end, good or bad, there's going to be a consequence. That's called, um, in accounting, that's your financial statement. Sometimes you're going to have income. Sometimes you're going to take a loss. That's the consequence of selling stuff. You're going to have income or you're going to take a loss. That's it. All right, y'all, man, I'm at work. I'm sitting here. I had to get here early because I got to get some work done. I got to stay late. It's a grind day, a get done grind day. I'm kind of getting my footing, trying to figure out what my place here will be. So I I know that um, as far as creating structure, I I need to do more in creating structure. So it's it's a grind day. Um, But we're going to get it done. I'll talk to y'all later. But always remember, when you're making a decision, weigh your decisions. Look at the consequences and be able to stand up and accept whatever consequence come, good or bad. All right, y'all.